Welcome back to Plastic Surgery Decoded, the podcast where we demystify plastic surgery and unpack it into relatable concepts. I'm your host, Dr. Regina Newhan, and today we're talking about the arm lift, also known as brachioplasty. We'll discuss where that extra fluff and stuff in the upper arm comes from and what can be done to help it. And of course, we'll go over what to expect afterwards, what could go wrong, and what the future after treatment might look like. Remember that this podcast reflects my experience and my opinion. It is not intended to give formal medical advice, but instead you can use it to gain insight, whether you're actually considering a procedure or you're just curious. So settle in for a listen and enjoy. Have you ever noticed on someone else or have you started to notice on yourself that extra skin and maybe some flabbiness of the back of the upper arms that came out of nowhere, no matter how toned you might be otherwise? Have you wondered what's going on there? If it's you yourself, you might have started to steer away from sleeveless clothing. In the worst case scenario, there can be so much extra skin that hangs down that some people have given it the derogatory name bat wings. No, not pleasant sounding. Well, this can be yet another change that comes with life, but some people do not like it, and it may not be just a cosmetic problem. Having trouble fitting into sleeves of a jacket that would otherwise be your normal size can be quite frustrating. So, is it due to fat or due to extra skin? The answer is yes. It's often a combination of both, and the reasons you are seeing this occurring could be multiple. I would put them loosely into three categories. The first would be age. There are some people who have upper arm fullness from a young age, but more often it's seen in the middle age population. With age, as we all know, we start to lose skin elasticity at a rate predetermined by our genetics. And by the way, smoking and long-term chronic sun exposure can speed this process. Anyway, the skin in this region can start to settle and stretch, particularly in women. Secondly, gender can indeed play a part, as many women in particular may have a genetic disposition for excess fat in the body to deposit in this upper arm region. And in the time around menopause, women usually find that skin quality and thickness seem to decrease rapidly, much to our dismay. It can happen to men too, but less often. Furthermore, they don't really have quite the same degree and speed of hormonal changes. Thirdly, we can sometimes see this upper arm problem in people, male and female, who have undergone massive weight loss. They spend all this time and energy losing that excess weight, only to be rewarded by a large amount of excess skin that won't shrink back and just hangs. Very frustrating when you have trouble fitting into clothing that would otherwise be your new smaller size. In any of these scenarios, you may wonder, well, what can be done about it? Will working out help? Certainly toning the arm musculature can reduce some local fat and take up new space under the skin with new muscle. But in any but the most modest cases, that may not be enough to satisfy the person with the concern. It won't eliminate all the fat that is settled there, and it certainly won't change skin elasticity. How about liposuction, you may wonder? It's a nice option to really target extra fat deposits, but once again, results are at the mercy of the overlying skin elasticity. 
You may fit better into sleeves, but still may have loose skin. Then what about skin tightening treatments? Well, there are some nice laser lipolysis, radio frequency, and plasma devices out there. But for each, the improvement of skin tone and tightness is relatively modest. And these are best suited for patients who have lost a little skin elasticity, but not that much. They really won't change the situation enough if there is true extra skin. So this is where we would consider a brachioplasty or an arm lift. It's the most direct way to reduce excess skin, remove some extra fat, and tighten the arm contour. Yearly, nearly 20,000 people decide that brachioplasty is right for them. 75% of patients are over the age of 40, but 25% are under 40. And I have to tell you, this is a relatively fun procedure for the surgeon to do because there is usually such a noticeable improvement. Despite some complications that can occur, usually these patients are very happy for the change. An arm lift, or brachioplasty, is typically an outpatient procedure, meaning you go home the same day, and most often it's done with the patient asleep. It is frequently combined with liposuction to refine the quality of the results if any excess fat is present. The only concern that most people have, however, is that the surgery often requires a pretty long incision to be most effective. While there can be some shorter scar options, they may accomplish less. The standard incision typically extends from the axilla or armpit down to the elbow, but luckily it is hidden in what I call the back corner of the upper arm. You may be surprised, but usually the scar is remarkably difficult to see from the front or from behind. And even reaching an arm out does not seem to advertise a scar once it is faded, unless you hold your arm overhead for a period of time. After the incision is made, the skin flaps, if you will, are dissected underneath so the excess skin will be able to be released, lifted up, and trimmed off. Then the wound is sutured closed. There is a lot of sewing, so it takes a while, but it's not really a complex procedure. Yet, that doesn't mean that there is not a lot of finesse involved. To the contrary, your surgeon spends a lot of time planning and carrying out just the right technique to give you the best individualized outcome. For those who undergo the procedure, downtime can be a little awkward because the arms are wrapped up in bandages or compression garments to help control swelling. I would tell my patients to continue compression as much as possible for a few weeks for best results, though the garments did not have to be on 24 hours continuously. Often the stitches are absorbable and weaved under the skin to be less visible. Scar care instructions are given, but just like all scars, they can be pink or dark and more noticeable for a few months before fading. And like with any other surgery, there may be a small group of patients who will have some problematic scarring no matter what. This can be treated, but it may be challenging. By the way, if you want to hear more information about scars, you can listen to previous episode number seven. Commonly, a drain is left under the closed wound for several days or so. The purpose is to collect any fluid or blood that might otherwise build up and stretch out the nicely tightened skin of the upper arm. It's removed when the daily drainage, collected in a little bulb, has decreased to a certain amount. In terms of activity after surgery, the arms can be moved, but it would be painful to try to do too much too soon, and strenuous activity or exercise should be avoided for an average of maybe three to four weeks, depending upon the advice of the surgeon. Return to work outside the home might be two weeks, maybe less, maybe more. But work from home could certainly be started sooner 
if the patient felt they had enough stamina. The worst swelling is better after a couple of weeks, but some will fluctuate throughout the day and linger a few weeks longer. Long-term swelling, like lymphedema, is quite rare. Okay, all sounds good, but what could go wrong? Of course, like any surgery, complications are possible. Beyond the usual risks for any type of surgery, there are some that are specific to this one. For instance, after excess skin is removed, the remaining skin edges are pulled together to create a tighter contour. But with swelling and possibly too much activity too soon, there could be stress on the incision line, which might result in the wound opening up in areas of tension or tightness. If that area is small, it can still heal in pretty well on its own. If it was sizable, though, a little procedure might need to be done to reclose the area, likely just done in the office. Rarely, there are some areas of skin which may not fully survive due to tightness or to thinness. This can be treated, but it's a higher risk in patients with a smoking history, so it is strongly recommended that patients quit smoking at least four weeks prior to this surgery and before any other procedure requiring anything but a small incision. Easier said than done, I realize, but well worth it. Another risk is injury to a sensory nerve in the region of the procedure the ones that give the feeling to the skin. Usually the surgeon is watching out for these little guys, but despite best efforts, they can get a little banged up. It's not uncommon to have numbness after surgery, which goes away typically in a few weeks, but rarely the numb area could be permanent. Overall, while it's important to talk about potential complications, it's also important to realize that serious ones are rare. And most patients who have undergone the surgery feel that any minor problems that arise are usually outweighed by the great benefits for this procedure. For the right candidate, the body and lifestyle changes may give great peace of mind. <laughs> Lastly, what happens to the shape of the upper arm after surgery over time? What could you reasonably expect? Well, that nice snug contour does start to loosen as time passes. This is inevitable and it happens at different rates for different people. A revision surgery is certainly doable and often appears to be more common in massive weight loss patients because their skin seems to stretch again so easily. But like anything in plastic surgery, it comes down to a person's tolerance for gradual change. Most times, they are so happy to be more comfortable in and out of clothing again that they don't mind a little recurrent stretch here and there. Well, that's our show for today. Hope you enjoyed it and learned something too. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Please share this podcast with someone else who might be interested. And while you're at it, check out the podcast website for related topics to explore. It's www.plasticsurgerydecoded.com. And as always, thank you for listening to Plastic Surgery Decoded.